What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner Rip the 808. I'm Nate. It's your boy, Trent. Hello, please don't demonetize me. And today, we are back with album reviews. It's been a couple months now, but we're doing the thing again. We got new music, new tunes for the people like you. Let's get right into this shit. Starting off with Gucci High Waters, Jokes on You. Uh, Gucci High Waters is a rapper that I discovered a couple years ago now who just... I like his music. I really dig that whole sad bitch boy emo rap style a lot that he presents where it's like as something interesting for me at least. Uh, this album too is like his second uh, actual album because he's like put out like multiple singles and EPs and everything. So this is an actual like full length as far as I know. Um, and I, I really dug it. Like the whole sound and everything was very consistent. It was very like... It was, you know, kept me in. It kept me interested. Uh, they also had a, a the remix of the song "High School," which is actually a really solid song of his. Anyway, the remix on this one, I mean, it's really not much. It's just you know an added verse from the featured artist, if I'm not mistaken, because I don't think that was actually in the original one. But I haven't heard that one in a minute. Uh, other than that one, though, I loved "Rock Bottom," which featured Nothing Nowhere, who's another artist in the scene, uh, that emo sad bitch boy <laughs> rap scene, who's probably like the biggest one. Even I'd say that I at least like a lot uh that one i really really enjoyed can't go wrong with having him as a feature of the ones i liked too was uh catch 22 intentions uh lovesick was pretty solid really for me at least other than the first song which is just an opener all they all were awesome this was my highest rated album of the week even too so yeah i gave it an eight and a half out of ten very impressed with it loved everything he does and is doing and i hope to see more Andy uh, of his and to hopefully uh, I don't know maybe he'll expand a little bit more too on the later releases but yeah let's go with uh, you Sebastian what'd you think so uh, I really was not looking forward to the album for from the first song honestly I just I was like <laughs> oh god this is gonna be another like you know Post Malone bitch boy wannabe whatever uh, but Genuinely, I did find myself liking it a lot more as time went on. Uh, the guitar riffs were pretty fun in Rock Bottom, Love Sick, and Expectations. Uh, I like the I like the guitar in those. They kind of, especially in Rock Bottom, they kind of sounded a little mathcore-ish. I know it's just because of the delay on there, but just I don't know why I just heard a little bit of like math influence on there. Um, other than that, you know, uh, I enjoyed the harmonies off of the song Love Sick as well. You know, um, for a Sadboy album, this is not bad. You know, I like the mix a lot, definitely. Um, you know, I was listening to it on a really nice speaker, and, like, a lot of sounds popped out. And, you know, it was very crisp, I would say. Just very, uh, very just pleasant to listen to. Um, you know... Honestly, I would say Won't Let In was probably the best track for me off of this one. Um, you know, I that was the only song off of this album that I added to the master, but I enjoyed it enough. Uh, so this album overall, I'll give it a nice 7 out of 10. You know, I didn't want to go too crazy into it because I, I really found this album to be like just kind of middle of the road. But at the same time, I like it a little bit more just due to certain songs over others. But as a whole, definitely a 7 out of 10 for me. Good shit. You know it's you know it's at least decent if Sebastian likes the mix. So yeah. there you go. Praising you, Gucci High Waters. Uh, Trent, what'd you think? 
uh this will be my least favorite album of the week Oof. um i know you guys liked it uh, but uh, the the sad bitch boy stuff uh i don't really like as much um i know like i know like i like a little peep and juice and stuff but this is a little different it, um, it, it like definitely i know what you mean too because yeah it definitely is compared to juice world and them yeah i'd say it's definitely a different kind of sad bitch yeah boy. um and am i a sad bitch boy more than likely <laughs> <laughs> it's more likely than you think uh but nah i mean this um i probably would just have to it, it sucks because this is the last album that i listened to and it was after like a string of albums that i really liked and it was like really banging um and then i went into this and i was like they i think that's what killed it for me um was that i was just like mm. um but if i i bet if i listen to it again um on like a, a day where i had nothing going on just kind of chilling that it probably i probably would change my mind but yeah i don't have really have a score for it at the current moment um but it was my least favorite album of the week so understandable i got you all right well let's move on now uh rye his new album titled home uh first time i ever heard about this artist myself but uh we'll actually have you start this one off trent uh so this one i actually like um it was kind of chill um which is why i liked it i i like my chill stuff and it it really took me uh threw me threw me through a loop uh if you will <laughs> because it i was definitely not expecting this um especially like coming from you nate like this was it was weird it was kind of right. Field. right and like first week back in the albums and i was like we really just went all over the spectrum <laughs> yes we did that was the goal um that was the goal which i'm you know i'm, I'm okay with it gives me um gives me something to look forward to uh when listening to this type of stuff and i i really i really enjoyed it um it was a really nice chill album uh it was in the middle of what i listened to uh, for all these so it was nice i think it was was i driving what was i doing during this time i think oh i was, I was doing something i can't remember but i had this on the background and i was just like good headspace you know just kind of like i felt you know that lightness where i was just like yeah we're going we're chilling it's a nice vibing album this definitely like some driving stuff if you were um or if you just needed to chill like read a book or something i'd put this on um it's a good album i'll give it a you know solid seven out of ten um he said it was a debut oh no i don't think it's not debut at all I don't not believe. debut okay mm-hmm. i don't know if it was oh gucci high waters was a debut i think was it let me see let me look here let me look at rye um is this his fifth album fourth or fifth yeah one, two, fourth. Yeah, because one's a remix. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. I liked it. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> good shit. Uh, yeah, this one was actually a pleasant surprise for me as well. Uh, I did love the chill vibes it gave off. Some tracks a little slower than I would like it to be, but, I mean, that's the kind of vibes it's going to give off anyway, so it's expected. Um, some tracks I really enjoyed were Beautiful, Safe Word, and Black Rain. Uh, and one thing that drew me in was definitely the album cover. I mean, just everything about that aesthetic is actually really pleasing and beautiful. Everything about all his album covers is interesting. Right, yeah. Like, it's got some artsy tone like, to uh, it. On, on Blood, there's just an ass. <laughs> You're like, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> ass. Yep. Uh, is it, I don't know. Is like is that his wife or is that? I don't know. Because it looks like it's the same plot. female in all of them. Yeah, it plot. does. I was going to say plot twist. It's all his ass. <laughs> Dude, it's just his It's just him. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's different angles. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so overall, um, I did give it a 7 out of 10 just because, like, the slower parts did kind of like you know make me a little bit less interested in it and there's quite a bit on this album that's slower than uh most of the songs on here but the ones that were more on the like groovier chill vibes that you can like even somewhat dance to because he does have some dancey songs from what i have uh i've heard about him so you know yeah so seven out of ten pretty average you know definitely should i, I definitely recommend it though just because it's like it was a fun and uh chill experience for the most part, but yeah, that's all I got for that one. Uh, Sebastian. So with this one, uh, rye, I, a uh, pretty good slice of bread. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to make a bread joke. If hey, hey, <laughs> you know, I like my rye. I, oh yeah. Best fucking bread out there. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I, I love rye, but uh, back to the actual album itself. Um, <laughs> not the bread guys. <laughs> Let's get this bread, boys. Uh, so, <laughs> I will say that Home is a spectacularly uh, delightful album. Um, you know, nothing too crazy, nothing like too new. But honestly, this stuff reminded me a lot of Robin. I'm a huge fan of Robin. She's a believe Icelandic singer. Don't quote me on that. I'm very bad with like the very like northern countries up there, but um. Yeah, it had a very nice, like, at first I didn't realize it was a guy either. It took me a while to realize that. But um, I will say that the falsettos on this man are very, very nice. Uh, you know, they're very clear, very airy as well for some of the cuts. Um, you know, the bass lines for this album were impeccable, to say the least. You know, I, I really do like that slow groove. You know, uh, there's you can do a lot with a little on these type of songs, especially mm. for like dance tracks. You know, um, I don't really have any specific examples. I feel like this one I didn't really put too many notes on. I don't know why, but I'm kind of just rambling off the top of my head when I can remember when I listened to it yesterday. Um, but I, I will say right now, this one's definitely my favorite of the week. Um, I really just enjoyed it from start to finish. I added the whole entire album to my. Uh, to my master chill playlist because you know there you you need that kind of point of brevity in the week where you just kind of sit back relax and you know listen to some calming to tunes to kind of just like close your eyes and tool drift away to <laughs> someone say tool yeah yeah absolutely but yeah so overall i really uh i really enjoy it um eight out of ten for me probably the best one of the week good shit all right, moving on now to the metal realm of things. We have the new Accept album, Too Mean to Die. And as promised, I would let Trent go ahead with this one first. So uh, I just want to get one thing straight uh, to anybody who does not know Accept. Uh, you do know Accept. Accept is the band that sings Balls to the Wall, not ACDC. <laughs> oh. <laughs> had, had to get that out of the way. Do you, wait. What's no ACDC does that's all big balls, big balls, yes. But everyone thinks that balls to the walls is uh ACDC as well. Oh, uh, and okay. I'm like, I'm like, no, it's except. I mean, I could see 
the misconception concerning the vocal style is pretty similar though but like I yeah and like especially for you know back then and so you know mm -hmm. um but yeah i just wanted to get that out of the way got you yeah you can start out by the way nate oh you want me to start oh okay shit all right oh let's put on the spot um yeah to me to die uh wasn't a fan of course because it's thrash and i just have a hatred for thrash apparently no but for real it's mainly the vocals on this one that genuinely can't, i can't get past because i fucking loved the instrumentals like all of that on this album is awesome although i will say like that whole uh there was a, there, I don't remember what song it was. It might have been Symphony of Pain or The Best Is Yet to Come. But, like, I swear, after the guitar solo, or at the end of it, it was, like, one of those Christmas songs. I, I don't know the exact one, but I swear to God, he threw in a Christmas rift in there. And I was like, oh. Or at least one that sounded super similar. I have to go back to which song it was, but I swear that was there. So, that was an interesting touch to that. But, the the I'm going to bash this song the undertaker because i'm sorry i have never heard such dumb lyrics in my life in a thrash song i'm saying it right now i thought that was just the goofiest shit because it's like yes there is a wrestler called the undertaker but that aside the song literally sounds like it could be for some cheesy wrestler in the 80s you know or the 90s the early 90s it's just something about it was just so cheesy to me and so dumb that i was just like i i was looking at it with just the disgusted face i was so confused but yeah um like i said the vocal style was very reminiscent of uh brian johnson and like i don't know it was just like a bad version of that to me uh i, I couldn't get behind it at all and like not to mention that i'm not really the biggest acdc fan anymore either i was just like man this ain't fun but i finished the album so to my biggest surprise i actually got through the entire album which is almost an hour so i'm giving myself a pat in the back for that one but yeah overall it it was a good, like a five and a half out of ten if it wasn't for the instrumentals it would probably be much lower but like i really fucked with that so that'll be the most positive thing i say about the album so five and a half out of ten all i gotta say about it take it away trent uh so unlike nate um <laughs> i like this album i've always been a, a fan of except uh i mean it that to no one's surprise there uh i mean if you if you know me then i you know, I like my thrash um yeah it's just it's one of those albums where i'm just like yeah mess with it and they're the undertaker that was probably my least favorite song as well nate just because i was i did literally same feeling i was like that's it's so i don't corny. It. it was corny <laughs> yeah I couldn't get um, I couldn't get past it. No, overall I you know I, I like the album. Um always been a fan of Except. They're they're a great band. Uh I've not seen them live, um, but I, I I probably would see them live because it'd be an experience. Any thrash show is an experience. I'm gonna get you to like thrash, Nate. God, I, I I mean I'm waiting, dude. I told well I did like the Testament album from last year. True. That I, was good. Have you ever listened to Death? No, can't say I have actually. You probably you probably would like death. Because mm -hmm. I know they like also the the Godfathers or the fathers of death metal even. Yeah, yeah, death is they're literally the fathers of thrash. So I'll take you up on that. I might I might even do that yeah. for my album a day thing. Yeah, listen to Sound of Perseverance, Sound the of last Perseverance. album by Death. Nate, I have it on vinyl. Oh, nice. You, you, yes, that was the the blood red or the the splatter red remix. Um, of it. 
Oh, nice. I guess it was a picture of it, but no, yeah. Uh, going back to Accept, um, good album overall. Uh, solid 7 out of 10. Um, I just, I, I like my metal, like my thrash, so can't really, you know, yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Sebastian, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, for this one, I, I'm sorry, but this one, it sounded to me like if Brian Johnson was heading Iron Maiden, but here's the catcher, though. A lot of the higher notes sound more like Kermit, or not Kermit, Jesus fuck, uh, <laughs> Elmo. <laughs> Kermit might um, actually be kind of interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, Kermit would actually bring me a lot more, uh, <laughs> like, bring me a lot more But yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this one, it, it just sounded a lot like Elmo. I mean, I'm yeah, going to say... Um, <laughs> Miss Piggy. Yeah, like... Sorry, it, it took me a second to get that. I had to get it ready. <laughs> Continue but overall, like, you know, very, very, very bland. You know, this band has been around for a while. I'm not expecting them to put out anything groundbreaking, you know, uh, especially when you come from a decade like the 70s and 80s. You know, especially with thrash, you know, you don't kind of you don't really like to change your style too much unless you're Metallica and really go for broke most of the time. But, um, yeah, overall, like I said, pentatonic riffs. I mean, you've heard it once. You've heard it twice. You've heard it three times. Uh, it's probably not going to stop for a while. Um, you know, other than that, songs are pretty one note. You know, I like I said, vocals are kind of horrendous on most of the tracks here. Um, yeah, I just. It's it's not my thing. Um, I, I can say I I like the ACDC album a lot more than this, but yeah, it's as far as this goes. I mean, there's just a point where I feel like they should just keep as a touring more than a uh, still releasing albums kind of band. But yeah, four mm-hmm. out of ten for this one. Sorry, except uh, respect you guys a lot. You know, keep pumping out some good shows. But yeah, the new music thing is just kind of a afterthought i guess the new music is unacceptable mm, i said it let's go <laughs> all right uh we got some more tunes here for y'all but before we do let's have a word from our sponsor and we are back let's hop into it here with the new weezer album okay human sebastian take it away so from what i got this is not radiohead and this is not okay computer but other than that this weezer album it's the first weezer album i can say i genuinely like um you don't like the blue album i I don't like weezer i've never been a fan um i don't i just i just don't like the sound I, i it's not my type of uh crowd not my type of music but this album for some reason decided to connect with me um it just it came out here it was like you know what let's make something that might appeal to your boy out here and i i guess uh, i guess that's what happened you know because uh rivers kumo he, he him and i we uh we're, we're good friends you know him and i uh we order doordash together and watch uh, <laughs> my name is earl on repeat you know how it is but um yeah so other than that speaking of rivers rivers kumo has some of my favorite vocals of this week in general uh this guy has a tremendously good uh falsetto and soft palette i i think just the way he raised it and the way he kept it with the uh kind of like very like angelic string backing 
Uh, I, I just really liked how it matched well with the strings and it just it really it really helped with digging in his lyrics and just the mood of the album. Um, the synth bass really worked well, uh, especially in the song playing my piano. It reminded me of like a very like Sgt. Pepper kind of uh, sound and that goes for the whole album. It sounded a lot like their take on Sgt. Pepper's by the Beatles. I don't know if I was the only one who got that vibe, but that's really how I felt when listening to this. I felt like it was kind of that, you know, pseudo trippy kind of vibe. And um, other than that, you know, the ballads were fucking great. I really enjoyed this album a lot. You know, um, it's not my favorite of the week because there are some tracks that get a little bit too like hipsterish for me. Uh, let's just say it. But I overall enjoyed this one and I will find myself going back to it. I added a couple songs on my master playlist, so they are bound to make uh, at least a couple car trips a little bit more fun for me. So overall, seven out of 10. OK, human coming right at you. Love to see it. Uh, Trent, what did you think of this album? Uh, unlike Sebastian, I actually like Weezer. Um, if you grew up as a kid during the early 2000s, uh, you know that uh, singing Beverly Hills in the back of the car was a staple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what we did. Uh, no, I, I like Weezer. I've listened to, I think I, I owned the Blue album at one point. I don't remember where it went, but I owned it at one point. Um, God, I don't even know. Listen to, I want to say, five Weezer albums in total, but not all of them. Uh, I mi- I missed the last few just because of, uh, you know, lost interest for a bit. It happens. Um, but this album, in as a whole, uh, probably, you know, I'd say probably like my second favorite album of the week. It was good. I really liked it overall nothing bad to say about it um it just you know it was good to hear something good from weezer that was not the teal album so yeah it's i know I, everyone's everyone's gonna rip me for not liking the teal album their cover of africa is actually garbage i'm just gonna say that right now it's oh a- dude their their covers are all fucking garbage gar- the are, teal album's horrible they're so bad see i don't they think why i don't know why you would get shit anyway trent just because it's like it's a cover album i don't even consider it to be right. an album album you know I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, but if you, do I don't, you do. I don't get it either. It's just people like praise that cover, and I'm like, I That's don't true. think it's any good. It's really not that great. Like they're like, you want to hear a good cover of Africa? Okay, listen to Under the Covers Volume Was it Volume Two, um, by Ninja Sex Party. There you go. Right. Oh yeah, they did, they did a couple of big they covers did. too on this one. They did, yeah. I was good for Weezer. I mean, they did like Sweet Dreams. They did Paranoid. They did Mr. Blue Sky, Billy Jean. <laughs> I didn't know they did Billy Jean. Yeah, it's a whole covers album. So like, if you get shit for that, I'd be shocked because it's 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 covers, people. It's like yeah, well, like every you know, how many times did you hear by Weezer on the radio? Uh, quite a bit when it came out. Exactly quite when a it bit. came out, and like everyone was like, "Oh, it's so good." <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, no, it's absolutely trash. So. I'm the I trash man. I eat trash. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the teal album. It's trash. All right. But yeah, uh, OK Human, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a super solid album. And I know like Weezer just 
from what I hear, because I don't really dive too much into their discography, but like from what I hear, you either get a good album or a bad album from Weezer. It's literally like not even like a mix most of the time. It's just like either that album was good or that album was bad. But this one, I think I could definitely say was one of the good ones. I mean, I don't want to necessarily say there was like a lot of things that were all that memorable like nothing that i'm like gonna continuously go back to over and over but like i mean i still love like grapes of wrath i thought numbers was an awesome song mirror image has a very like you know emotional tone to it lyric wise uh bird with a broken wing was pretty solid you know there was like some really good tracks and like i wouldn't mind owning this album at all because it's to me, this is one of those situations where it's an album that you kind of have to listen to as a whole, and you can't really pick apart a lot of it without, like, it being less interesting or just feeling out of place. I mean, I'll even admit, too, like, all my favorite songs doesn't even apply to this album that much. In fact, I would even say that it almost sounds like an AJR song, to be quite honest. And uh, not that I have a problem with them personally, it's just it doesn't sound like a Weezer song. So, that's just me, though. But, um... Yeah, overall, I still gave this album an 8 out of 10. It was my second favorite album of the week, and I like what they're doing. They're actually, they actually are supposed to be coming out with another album this year, too, uh, called Van Weezer, which might be another uh, uh, cover album, maybe. But it might, maybe not, though. But, I mean, like, it has Van. It's like a whole thing on Van Halen, if that wasn't obvious already. So, I don't know. We'll see how that one is, maybe, when it comes out then, too. Maybe we'll even talk about it briefly on the episode. But, anyway, let's move along now here. The Dirty Nil Fuck Art. So, The Dirty Nil discovered them this year. The, uh, they... This album was the first album I heard in 2021, and it came out on January 1st, 2021. I had, like, looked through, like, uh, some kind of list of what albums came out on that day just because it was, like, the first January, you know. Why not just start off the day with a brand new album? And I found this one. The reason it attracted me was because the album cover has a dog on there that looks it's it's pretty much Mr. Peanut Butter from Bojack. That's what it reminded me of. I absolutely loved it. I was like, I have to listen to this album. So I did, and I was actually very pleasantly surprised. Um, I don't know what I was really expecting out of this. I had, like I said, never heard of them before, but it was like pop punk, punk rock, alternative rock, you know, in that kind of realm. And I was very happy with the songs on this one. I mean, like the opening track here, uh, the name's escaping me here, but uh, Doom Pe- Doom Boy. Doom Boy really thought it was a nice opener. Uh, and, like, I I, like, I know, Trent, we were kind of talking about this, but the whole thing with uh, the talk about listening to Slayer, you know, that I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and, like, I caught it. I don't know if you caught it, Nate, but the, the, the main riff of that song was, like, based off of a Slayer riff. Mm-hmm. Really? I actually no, I didn't notice that. That's funny. Yeah, it was the, the, the triplet open is like the like Slayer staple thing. That makes sense because it sounds nothing like the rest of the song and album. Exactly. album, yeah, exactly. Which is why I I was cracking up at that. I was like, dude, this sounds like Slayer and then I started talking about Slayer. I was like, Oh my god, because it is <laughs> it's supposed to, to be. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so good. It was really fun. Um, couple other misses on the album, but mostly hits. You know, Elvis 77, Ride or Die, Hang Your Moon, 
Damage Control, Hello Jealousy, and Possession. Like, a good portion of this album was super solid, I'd say. Um, overall, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I mean, like, it's it kind of similar to the Rye one where it's like, you know, some of the tracks that weren't that good really just didn't do anything for me. Even I, I listened to this album again just because I wanted to make sure that, like, because since I had listened to it, like, earlier on before I even made the list for this episode, I wanted to make sure I had a good familiarity with the album still. And, like, even then I still felt very much the same with it but i have more of an appreciation for it especially after listening to doom boy again i was like yeah yeah so seven and a half out of ten definitely recommend going to them i could see them like opening for a band like i don't know like rise against even once we get some shows back together because that would be like a they seem like a band that'd be really fun to see live so yeah that's all i gotta say about that uh trent what did you think then uh i thought it was really good uh, i'm honestly on the same boat as nadir i really thought it was it was just a fun, fun little album. Uh, the opening Slayer thing really caught me off guard, and the rest of the album sounded nothing like that. But it was just, it was really cool. Um, it reminded me of, uh, God, I can't remember what Teenage Dirtbag. Were you talking about Iron Maiden? Um, oh. That's what that reminded me of. Uh, but no, I thought it was, I thought it was really good overall. Uh, I thought they did a really nice job, really good job, and I, I would, I would go see him. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if they were just an opener, I'd probably go see them. For Rise Against, maybe not, because I don't like Rise Against. But... Absolutely. Right, I get um, that. <laughs> but no, and like if it was like, I could see them opening for like uh, Events of Evolve or something. Yeah, maybe. that'd be interesting. Um, it'd just be, it'd be, it'd be, you know, they'd be, they'd be a really good opener. Um, so yeah, uh, overall album, good. I had no problems. It was a nice chill album. Be- Honestly, I think it was because of uh, the opener that I was just like really just into mm-hmm. it. Um, and I, if you wouldn't have had that opener, if you just skipped over that open and like made it like I mean, that album entirely, what it was after that, I probably wouldn't have liked that as much. Uh, just because I don't know, it just gave me a funny aspect and it like really showed like what the band could do. So overall, solid eight out of ten. Good shit. There you go, Sebastian. What'd you think? For the dirty nil fuck art, I will say. At first, to me, it sounded like a very 2000s pop-punk kind of album. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I... But, honestly, I will say I do like the vocals a lot more than that usual typical, that usual style would. would yeah, because I mean, um, cause that style is always just rehashed over and over again oh, in yeah. pop-punk, and it's just like, dude, come on, do something different. Right, I, I do agree. And this one, did, um, the instrumentals were a little bit heavier at times. You know, uh, it just really picked up, like, as the course of the album went on, you know. Uh, it just kept picking up and giving a lot more uh, speed. And um, honestly, like, I really like the drums on Ride or Die. That song was just fun in general, but the drums were definitely a huge selling point for it. Um, you know, I honestly, they went way harder than I thought they would, especially with that Slayer riff in the beginning of the one song. You know, I was I was not expecting that. I didn't really I didn't catch that it was a uh, Slayer riff, but to me, I was just surprised nonetheless that they even put it in there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other than that, you know, they had some very fun crowd chanting moments. Um, you know, I uh, I I thought the song to the guy who stole my bike was dumb, but also very fun at the same time. You know, I, I don't know why I, that song, like, it remained in my head the whole time. Uh, I really enjoyed it. But, yeah, overall, 7 out of 10. Um, this is a perfectly 
adequate album. I really enjoy it. Um, you know, this was the first one I listened to for the whole week. So I, I was really happy that this was my start back into reviewing these albums again. So, yeah, Dirty Nil, fuck art. Fuck art. There you go. All right, moving on to our final album of the day, the new Foo Fighters album, Medicine at Midnight. Trent, go ahead and start us off with this. So this is the, I want to say the first full-length album of the Foo Fighters that I listened to. Well, I know I shouldn't say first but like straight through yes um i listened to the last album black and gold i think it was um and then mm, a little bit of their old stuff um i mean it's the foo fighters you can't really go wrong uh i love dave Grohl. everybody likes dave Grohl. if you have something wrong to say about dave Grohl and saying that he's bad uh you can go die meet me in the parking lot bro that's all i gotta say <laughs> that you're, you're dead, Nate. Uh, <laughs> Dave Grohl is like the nicest man. And like, he he is. really is like a treat. Um, when it comes to music, he's so talented. Um, and like, that's, I, I always like, you know, that post where it's like, what if Dave Grohl died instead of uh, Kurt Cobain? And it's just like something to think about. That, uh, I couldn't even. I I don't even know how that would be. Honestly, that'd be yeah. Like you wouldn't have Foo Fighters, right? Would Nirvana go on? Like I don't Dave think never became what he would what he is now. Like I think Nirvana had already peaked uh, with uh, In Utero. So like I don't even know. I'm well unless you want to count the acoustic uh, MTV Unplugged one too. MTV, obviously, that one's a good one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they would have done after that. I mean, you hear the B side stuff, and like, well, that is only technically demos. It's like, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. So it'd be an interesting thing that if Dave Grohl was taken. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So the album overall, um, this is the album that I went uh, that went right before Gucci High Water. So it was really, you know, threw me for a loop. Yeah, I could see that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but overall, this album was really good. Um, for, you know, one of the first albums I've heard of 2021, I am really happy that it was this one because it was it was a good album. It really was. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't have any problems with Dave Grohl. I think he's amazing. Um, there are a few things uh, that got me. Um, like some some of the instrumentals I thought were, I thought were okay. Um, and... You know, Dave Grohl's vocals always good. I think were were there other people featured on this album? I can't remember. Uh, feature wise, I don't think so. I mean, like they had background vocals and like they had like background chorals and stuff. Um, but no one like no, no one like big big. Yeah, I think no one, no one big. Um, but overall, uh, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, I probably I'll I'll probably go back and listen to it again just because. Um, I thought it was I thought it was just really solid album uh it's just, it's a nice solid seven out of ten so there you go there you go um yeah i cannot say the same about this album i love the foo fighters don't get me wrong i've seen them live twice both times absolutely incredible especially the first time i saw them when he was still in his chair when he fell off the stage and broke his leg and he was performing on his little throne there oh my god that it's amazing how much a man can put on such an amazing show and like you know being injured like that and having to sit there the whole time playing your guitar you can't stand up you can't like interact with the fans like up close but man he 
he's rocking out in his chair, dude. It was incredible. Gotta love the man. But um, in terms of this album, I hate to say it, but it's the actual truth here for me. This is probably the worst Foo Fighters album I've ever listened to in my life. Uh, like Trent, too, I haven't really like listened to much of their discography either, but like... At least I know that other albums have, like, the bigger and better hits and songs in general, you know? Like, I think Wasting Light would be the closest one I listen to in its entirety, and that one is, like, you know, fantastic almost all the way through, you know? So, <sighs> but, man, Medicine at Midnight was just a big miss. And, like, I read up that they wanted to make this album more of, like, a fun, dance-rocky kind of tune anyway. More pop-oriented, if you will. Uh, and I see it, of course. And I respect that they wanted to do that. You know, spice it up a little bit in their discography. But <sighs> a band like Foo Fighters doesn't really fit that style of music, in my opinion. Like, good on you for trying, at least, but I... Mm -mm. I couldn't get behind it. The only positive thing I'm going to say about it was uh, Waiting on a War was probably the only song I can actually, like, somewhat enjoy, despite it being mostly an acoustic song. I did like the ending of it where, like, it just kind of, like, picked up, too, because I like when they've done that a couple times where, like, they have, like, a slower beginning song for most of it, and then by the end, it's just, like, a whole, like, mm, like kind of, like, in-your-face kind of thing there. So that was cool, but uh, Shame Shame which was like the first song they performed and released for this album was just the biggest what the fuck for me. Um, cause I was like, is this the Foo Fighters? Is this really them? Like, this is like the slowest song I've ever heard from this band and it's not even that good, you know, but it is what it is. You can't, they can't all be winners. Uh, four and a half out of 10 for me, the first lowest score of this year, unfortunately have to give it to the Foo Fighters there, but I mean, Hey, I don't think it's going to be the worst album of the year. I'll be pretty shocked if it is, uh, considering that like, if this is the least favorite one of the year, then pff, must be a really good year then for the most part. But yeah, that's all I really got to say about that. Sorry to bash the Foo Fighters. They're still incredible. They're still awesome. Please still listen to their music and see them live when they, uh, when shows open back up. Sebastian, what do you have to say about this album? I'm going to have to throw an agree card into the innate side of things. <laughs> I I just did not like this one at all. Um, you know, it just felt very uninspired. Uh, I get it, they were having fun, and that's all cool and dandy for me, but especially for me reviewing new albums and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I always expect a little bit more from, like, bigger bands like that, and then I just kind of get let down when stuff like this happens. You know, not the worst thing in the world, but, um, yeah, just not, you know, title track and No Son of Mine are probably the only things I enjoyed off this album. Um, you know, it just, it just, I don't know, it doesn't hurt how I feel about them. I just didn't like this direction much for the band itself. You know, of course, you still got great moments from Taylor Hawkins, the drummer, bassist as well i always forget his name but he's great and then of course you know david grohl he can he can fit other genres as well even with the gravelly very grungy voice that he's had throughout his uh what do you call it through his um music performing years and whatnot so at least i can see that like certain aspects of this album work but overall definitely not my favorite and for me i doesn't hurt how i feel about the foo fighters because Foo Fighters, as you know, everyone agrees, great band. So 
you know, I'm not going to hold this against them. It just, eh, kind of there. Kind of like how I feel about the Tool album. Uh, I gave this thing about a 4 out of 10. I don't really want to go too much in depth with this because, like, honestly, uh, Nate kind of covered it all for me. I didn't really enjoy much of it, so that's as far as I'm going for it. I hear you, yeah. But what are you going to do? You know, at least they're still a solid band, you know. Got to give them credit for that. But, yeah, there you have it. First week of album reviews and a whole lot more to come. Uh, Before we go, though, we'll get back into it here. More uh, album recommendations. And uh, let's have you start off, Sebastian. Okay. Um... I'm going to throw a musical out there because I just listened to a whole entire uh, musical soundtrack with my coworker because we we drove a long ass time uh, on. Yeah, yesterday, Friday. Jesus Christ. Totally Friday. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm going to say we drove for a good while all day. So we were listening to the Beetlejuice soundtrack. And yes, Beetlejuice has a Broadway musical about the movie. Um the guy who does the lead role uh, i believe his name uh, uh needless to say okay? it's the same guy who plays dewey from the school of rock musical so oh. if you are a musical fan and you like the school of rock musical uh i think you would like this as well he does kind of a very very uh gravelly type of voice you know a character act <laughs> you know it's very like it's just very different from a lot of like lead protagonists and whatnot and they also break the fourth wall a fuck ton in this i think it's very funny uh they do make some things modern and when i say modern i don't mean like they censor like anything and like you know they change beetlejuice to match more of uh what you call um uh jesus christ i forgot her name the lead girl um okay needless to say um Sorry for drawing a blank here, but needless to say, oh, Lydia, Lydia. So, yeah, with her, they don't like age her up or like do anything. They just do it all the way it is, and um, they have a lot of fun political commentary. It's you know very fun to just even even though I wasn't watching it physically and seeing it for myself, I was able to enjoy it a lot just based off the music alone. Uh, they had a couple awesome guitar solos in there as well. They kept uh, very close to the Danny Elfman formula, and they kept, like, a lot of theremin in there and uh, a lot of, like, just kind of wacky and different sounds that you wouldn't hear from a typical pit orchestra. But, yeah, needless to say, this album and soundtrack is just fucking great. Um, I'm not much of a Broadway person, but when I do find a good musical, I will share it, and Beetlejuice gets that today. Good shit. All right. I am going to suggest today an album that I did in my uh, album a day uh, recommendation, or not recommendations, but album a day journey that I've been doing. Uh, I, I have to bring this back up. Uh, Mechanics of Dysfunction by Beneath the Massacre. Holy shit. It is such an amazing technical death metal slash deathcore album, whatever you want to consider it. And for a debut too. Oh, oh my God god everything about it it's half an hour of just pure fucking brutal technical metal like i loved everything about it it's like it gave me genty vibes sometimes it gave me like you know the faceless vibes a little bit in there mainly with like the guitar work and all but then is an album that was just 
caught me so off guard and how good it was. And, like, I didn't expect it either because I've known the band. Like, I've heard the name thrown around here and there. But, like, uh, <laughs> I never dove deep into the discography at all. And I know they only have, like, a few albums anyway. But, like, still, um, definitely check that out. Mechanics of Dysfunction. Absolutely mwah, beautiful death metal album. Uh, Trent, what do you have for us? I'm going to go with an album that I have not listened to was one of my favorite albums back when I was an angsty fucking teen. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going with Five Finger Death Punches, American Capitalist. Mm. Let's go. That is a solid album. Um, just, yeah, that just has angsty teen all over. God. I'm busting my cargo shorts out right now and my yeah. monster energy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for this. Oh my god. Where's the drywall? <laughs> Where's the drywall? <laughs> I'm turning my hat backwards. Yeah, I mean I like Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, I always have been a fan of theirs. Um and a lot of people don't like them because of, you know, America or whatever. Um But I mean Ivan Moody, as much of a dick as he was, I mean he has gotten better, so I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Um and just everybody in the band, uh Especially when I went and saw him with Breaking Benjamin. That was one of the best concerts ever because Ivan Moody was just so caring about all the kids. He literally brought, like, Nate, how many? It was like 20 kids on stage. Yeah. And he gave one of them, like, what, like one of his chains or something or whatever? Yeah. He gave him, like, one of his chains. He gave, like, another one, like, wristband and stuff. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it was so cool. Um, and even though it was, you know, negative. 20,000 degrees or whatever that the only outside. day of that month and week that it had to be that fucking cold it was awful yeah it was horrible but uh the concert was great um this album really like defined my middle school uh career it was definitely an album that i thought was so cool at the time and it still it still is um, you got some banging songs on here, uh, like the title track "American Capitalist." Under and over it is really good. The Pride. I remember when I learned all the lyrics to the Pride. I was so fucking happy. <laughs> um, cause it's just it's fast paced. So, and then you have um, one of my favorite songs. Uh, that is like a like a slow song is "Remember Everything" because that that song hits. Oh, uh, that's on that hard. album. Yeah, it's off "American Capitalist." Oh wow. Um. And like Wicked Ways, uh, If I Fall, um, Hundred Ways to Hate, that's a good one. Um, coming and then down. Like, yeah, Coming Down. Is it Coming Down? Yeah, Coming yeah, coming Down is on here. Damn. Um, <laughs> Menace, I forgot that was fucking song. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a really good album. Um, and yeah, go listen to it. It's fucking good. There you have it. All right. That's going to wrap up this episode for today. Sebastian, Trent, as always, thank you for joining me. And we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner of State Awaits, and we are signing off.